Good morning and welcome into the Cap and J Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. Good morning, Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. Thanks so much for watching our show and all the shows here on ESPN 1000. Like Greeny coming up at 10 o'clock, followed by Carmen and Yurko, 12 to 2. Waddle and Sylvie from 2 to 6. Black and Abdallah from 6 to 8, right into Freddie and Fitzsimmons right here on Chicago's home for sports ESPN 1000. So, Cap, um, everyone is really excited about what the Bears could be. Of course, the Combine, uh, Cap and I will be there tomorrow with a special time. If you're looking for us at 7, we'll already be two hours in. Correct. Correct. We will start. That's a fine. i got to give you a dollar. We will start at 5 a.m. tomorrow. And at 6.30, Ryan Poles, 6.30 a.m., will be live with us on set at the Indianapolis Combine. Mm-hmm. And it's a new era of Bears football. As I've said to you all week, it'll sound different, it will smell different, it will look different, and we're excited to be leading things off tomorrow. But it'll be a great day all day on the station uh, with the Bears, the focal point of things that are going on. Of course, we'll cover everything going on at sports if Patrick Kane gets traded. I found the Bears backup quarterback because oh. I don't know if they were going to bring Trevor Simeon back or not. Now, hold on a second now. There's a whole bunch of movement happening in the NFL. Correct. And I think a guy just got released that is a perfect fit as the Bears' backup. All right. Okay, who is that, Cap? Who did you see? Because there's a lot of movement around the NFL the last couple days. Well, I want a guy who plays like a poor man's Justin. Mm -hmm. Marcus Mariota just got released. He plays with his legs. He is, you know, athletic. He's just never made it as a top-flight NFL starter. But as a backup, mm-hmm. why would you not want that guy if he's healthy? Okay. Now let's take a look, Shay, at the openings in the NFL. Now, when you think about openings in the NFL as far as either young quarterbacks you're going to draft or if you're just a middling team, I have not heard Mariota's name rumored anywhere. Bad team or a team in the middle? Well, because he was under contract. Yeah. Now he's released. But, I mean, at this point in time, you kind of knew, right? Mm-hmm. Did you kind of know that Mariota was going to be looking elsewhere? He had an opportunity in Atlanta, didn't he? He had his opportunity. It did not work out. He was in Tennessee, and I believe he was with the Raiders. So, Marcus Mariota with the, the Bears. How's that sound to you? He just had knee surgery. Like, I, I get it's just for a backup. I just don't know... One, there was the weird thing where he had the knee surgery but then awkwardly left the Falcons. I'm not sure where he can sell him on coming to be a backup. I think he probably wants to be a starter. I'm kind of good, I think. With Trevor Simeon? Yeah, I don't think there's that much of a difference. Like, Mariota just having knee surgery probably limits him more Simeon as a runner than Simeon just had major was. oblique surgery. I, I, and, I, and played with it, right? He played the one game and then was declared out for the... Remember... Right before they started the game, Nathan Peterman will start. Trevor Simeon was injured in warm-ups. Remember that? The, the jet, jet game? The jet game. Okay. Got and it. then Got he took a shot, reportedly, and said, I can go. Played. Played okay. I think he threw one touchdown. And after the game, they went, yeah, he tore his oblique. He's done. He was embarrassed. I think he was like, wait a minute now. I'm out here warming up, and I tear my oblique. And it's like, I better play. I'm going to take a shot and go. And he threw one touch on Bears lost, I don't know, by a billion. And <laughs> yeah. they, they did major, that's a major surgery now mm-hmm. for a torn oblique. So, Marcus Mariota, that's an interesting name. Yeah. And again, it's not, 
Listen, if something happens to Justin Fields, Mariota is not going to necessarily stink up the joint. Yes, he is coming off a knee surgery, Shay, but at the same time, it is important to be able to find that a durable backup. The backup won't be anywhere close to the skill set of Justin Fields or what Justin Fields could be, but Mariota is a guy that's been there and done that. I don't think he would embarrass the room if he was in there, especially with all of his experience. Correct. And supposedly very good in the room, so... And I think you have to have that. You have to have a guy who can seamlessly be part of the quarterback room. I also think they're going to draft a developmental player. Mm-hmm. It'd be a novel concept. That was one of my biggest complaints about Ryan Pace in his quarterback room. He tried to change the narrative. He got rid of Jay. He brought in Mitch. That didn't work. He got Dalton. He got Foles. Like, they tried. It just didn't work, and so he works for Atlanta now. But you got to get a developmental player, not named Tyler Bray. Well, exactly right. Exactly, you got to do better than that. Draft somebody and keep doing it. Keep taking swings. Cap uh, Ryan Poles is speaking now to the press. Correct. And hopefully, we'll get a chance to hear from Poles this hour on what he's talking about. I'm sure local, national press—they're all trying to figure out, you know, what's going through his mind. And again, we'll talk to him tomorrow face to face at six thirty. Correct. You want a little nugget that he said? Get all something. Yeah. He said that we've always been leaning towards moving the number one pick because Justin did some really good things for us. But we will do our due diligence. We'll communicate with him. But my stance has not changed. I'm excited about Justin Fields, but I remain committed to evaluating the entire 2023 quarterback class. That doesn't surprise me. What's that mean? He's going to do all his interviews. They're going to meet with every one of the quarterbacks at the Combine. He's going to go through all the medicals. He's going to watch all these guys throw, but he remains committed to Justin. Now, again, he's going to evaluate these, and he he could come to a different conclusion, but he said, I've always been leaning towards trading the pick and keeping Justin. So he's, I think he's being very honest. You like that honesty? That, I, is a little too, too honest? No, because he said we're going to evaluate all of these prospects. We're going to put them through all the stuff. I like that. See, I don't know him very well, so I don't know if he's BSing us or not. I mean, he's only going to tell you what he wants you to know. Sure, I think if we, we know him a little bit more and be around him, we kind of know what he's saying with a wink and a nod. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I you say whatever you got to say to the press to be able to get the right quotes and put your narrative out there. I get that, correct. But I think that clearly, well, first of all, him saying that he's always been open to trading the number one pick. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. That comes from Adam Schefter and others first, and we also speculated if you're Ryan Poles, maybe you want to go down in the draft and get more picks. For him, for him to say that though openly is a, is a nice touch. He also Different, right? He, he, yes, he said there are some scenarios in which trading the number one pick before free agency makes sense. One of those scenarios is a potential trade that would involve adding players in such a trade, not just draft picks. It's coming from him. He's saying this, Uh huh? He's leaving every option on the table. Well, I could trade it before free agency. I might not trade it till the night of the draft. I might trade it April 12th. I may not trade it at all, and I may keep a quarterback and trade just. Everything's on the table. I like that. I just think it's, it's... It's interesting for him to lay out those scenarios that you and I have talked about. We're just not, I'm not used to a general manager being that wide open with the possibilities that's been speculated. Theo was usually wide open. Pace, not so much. Garpax, 
Guard, not at all. That was my biggest problem with the guy. You could never get a straight answer out of him. Mm-hmm. Pax was very honest, but it got contentious at times mm-hmm. as the thing started to go out of control. So I never noticed that with And Pax. Arturis, you get nothing. Pax, was he really like that? Contentious? Huh. Pa- Pax, I got my share calls from Pax where he was like, not happy. No, I'm being facetious. K- KC he- said he got yeah. some brutal ones. You know I know. Right. You got him. <laughs> so it just... But then he moves on. I, I give him credit. He will blast Henry. Mm-hmm. Henry was screaming at me. Mm-hmm. Saw him two days later. I'm just like, oh, God. He's like, hey, man, what's up? You're not still mad at me? That was two days ago. I move on quick. Jeez. So. Very, b- very brief sidebar man approach. Yes, you like million. Just got a text from Jesse Rogers. Polls, obviously speaking, is the story right now. But David Ross and uh, say Suzuki are also meeting the media in Arizona. Oh. Jesse said it's an oblique strain for Suzuki. It might be all of spring, in his opinion. Uh, opening day could be in jeopardy. There you go. That's fair. They're calling it a moderate strain. You're all right with that, right? Just be ready May 1st. Starts to heat up a little he bit. Doesn't like the cold anyway. <laughs> Sit out April. So you got your own Abreu on your team. Also, <laughs> San Diego Padres announced starter Joe Musgrove, who I think the White Sox liked and the Cubs. Remember, he signed during the season last year. Mm-hmm. Suffered a fractured toe in a weight room accident. Just got another update from Jesse. He said takes about a month for grade one. This is grade two. Mm. So it could be a little longer. Could be six weeks. So who do you replace him with out there in the outfield? You got a kid or you got some veteran right field? Trey Mancini will be your right fielder, I believe. Mm-hmm. Unless they go sign. There's a free agent still out there on the board, Jerks and Profar. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to go down that road. So we'll see. Some thoughts from Courtney Cronin from uh, KJM. You can hear that show from 5 to 7 every morning here on ESPN 1000. Her thoughts on the Bears training the uh, number one pick. I don't think it's going to be as high as what's out there right now. And that's like, again, you have to sift through all the smoke screens because, you know, the idea that they can get a king's ransom for this number one overall pick after tipping their hand that they're not trying to draft a quarterback, that that takes away some of their leverage. So I don't think it's going to be – what we saw for Trey Lance, you know, the pick that the 49ers traded up for to get their quarterback a few years ago. Three firsts for that in a second. I don't think that they're going to be able to generate that. Thoughts there from Courtney Cronin. Yeah, I do agree with her. This does not feel like Trey Lance being able to get uh, a a handsome amount of uh, picks. Unless you Trey go Lance. farther down. Mm-hmm. If you go all the way down to nine or beyond... The higher someone's got to come, the more they got to give you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, could you go? The boys in the afternoon were talking about the ideal scenario. We've been on the same thing. Okay, Houston, who do you want? Okay, you're coming up to from two to one. You're not going to get multiple number one picks, I don't think, to go up one spot. Mm-hmm. But then you go two to four and maybe four to nine. Well, now you've controlled the entire draft. Yes. I want multiple picks next year. I'm not as worried about what my record is in 23 Mm -hmm. because I don't think you're a contender. Yes. 24, I can get Marvin Harrison Jr., who I think, again, you got to be healthy and there's a long way to go, but I think he has superstar written all over him. He's elite in so many categories. 
father was a great Hall of Fame player. He's got great bloodlines. He's long and lean and fast, great hands. And they said he is a very intellectual football player. I want that guy here. There's your wide receiver one. Coming That's up, next year. Coming up, Ryan Pohl said that the Bears will do their homework on this quarterback class. We'll get to that. And also still to come, some thoughts about innovations. You know, we talk about what's going on with uh, Major League Baseball and the, some of the changes they made. We'll talk about some of the other innovations in sports. It's all part of the mix on the Cap and J-Hood Morning Show. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Cap and J-Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Captain Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. By the way, we should talk about what we just mentioned on the air, off the air, rather, regarding uh, the Bulls. I mean, that's that didn't sound good. I saw what you were talking about in passing regarding Alonzo Ball. Is he going to be okay? So the, I was just reading, I'm trying to remember, it wasn't Barkley, but it was somebody really tapped in and said, they were talking to a doctor who said, we... He's been a specialist after specialist. He still has pain in the knee. And they said, we have never seen this before. It's like a nerve issue. They don't know if he's going to make it back. They do not know. Uh, It would not stun me Mm -hmm. if you've missed a year plus and you can't play and you've already been ruled out for this year. I mean, would it stun you if he doesn't make it back? It wouldn't stun me. I hope to God he does. He's a good player. And supposedly a really good dude in the room. Like, you win with guys like that. You made an $80 million commitment, and he was done January 14th last year. Okay, so did you see what I saw then? On the heels of the Bulls announcing that point guard Lonzo Ball would be missing the remainder of the season, Tristan Thompson delivered a major blow to the Bulls fan base. Is that him talking about this injury? I saw that too. You know, he, says, he may have also talked about it. Quote, like you mentioned, quote unquote, unique injury that they have never seen before. Did this it. is from Daniel Greenberg too. I think he aggregated it. Right. Holy er, bleep. He he. Remember Brandon Roy? I do. Great player in Portland. Yeah. Six six wing guard. Got a knee injury and never made it back. For whatever reason, it didn't respond to surgery. That's why when they go, oh, it's a minor cleanup. There are no such things. Minor surgeries when you have it, not me. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's no such thing as minor. So if he can't come back, they've got some issues, man. They do. Boy. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Ryan Poles said the Bears will do their homework on this quarterback class. And like any other good general manager, Cap, you have to do your due diligence. You're at the top of the draft. So, again, you stand, you sit there in the chair, and you look at everybody that's at the top of the draft. It's not to say the Bears are going to draft a quarterback. It's just that he has to evaluate it. What general manager would not in that spot? Correct. So he's going to work them all out or go to their workouts. He's going to meet with them. So... It's it. There is a lot of work that has to be done. Mm-hmm. Get all the medicals this week. It is a grind for these players to go through. It's like a meat market. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. All right, let's go to the phone lines to talk to you. Three one two three three two three seven seven six on the Bears. Orland Park. Here's George on <coughs> Cap and Jay Hood. That's a fine. That's a fine. Good morning, George. Good morning, gentlemen. How you doing today? Good man. How are you? Good. 
Quick question. See what you think of this. You guys were talking about the Bears in Houston. Would it be a decent trade for the Bears to trade down, Houston trades up, and then the Bears get in this draft Houston's second and third round pick? That would give us two, three picks this year that should be pretty good picks. So you give them number one, you get number two and their second and third round pick? Yes. So to go from three to two, Ryan Pace gave up two threes and a four. Mm -hmm. I'm getting a two and a three, and then I could go from two to four to the Colts and pick up maybe their second number one and something else? Yeah. I I want draft capital added to my hall for 2024. Yes. I agree. Because I, I hear Cap and I agree that you're not expecting the world for this upcoming season in 2023. I just don't think it works that way. However, the Bears could slip into a seventh spot in the playoffs if we find out more from Aaron Rodgers. So Jeff Darlington on Twitter says the situation between Rodgers and the Packers, both publicly and privately, is feeling more like the two sides trying to navigate the perceptions of a breakup rather than the two sides trying to find a way to continue forward with each other. Uh, Very interesting two weeks ahead. So, again, look at the NFC. And look at the teams that are going to make the playoffs and those that will not. If the Packers are not in the mix, again, I don't know what Jordan Love is. Cap, you don't know what Jordan Love is. We just know that we have been blistered by Favre to Rodgers to where we are right now. If Jordan Love is a quarterback for the Bears, uh, for the Packers, does that mean the Bears will be a better team? That means they'll have a chance to beat the Packers at least one time, one out of the two times. We don't know. They just said they're going to convert a restructure of David Bakhtiari. And yep. he's going to be, they're hoping that he'll be back at left tackle and that he is now back to 100%. David Bakhtiari is a really good football player. Yeah. If he didn't feel like they were going to be competitive, you would think he'd say, I'm not restructuring, release me. And then pick your spot wherever you go mm-hmm. to try and win a Super Bowl. So does that mean Aaron's coming back? Does that mean he knows more than we know about Jordan Love? I don't know. How much does that affect the Bears, though, for you? It does for me because, if look, I don't expect the Bears to do a lot. What I'm saying is that if Rodgers is out of the division, then the Bears have a shot against the Packers. You got it again. For me, is to find out how you can beat the best, and and the Green Bay Packers for a long time have been the best in this division. So you know when you have a general manager that says we're going to take the North and never give it back. When was that start? When was that start? Twenty four for me. 2024. And the Lions are no joke now. Yep. Everybody laughs at the Lions. They got two first-round picks, and they are one of the hotter picks in the NFL to take a big step next year. Mm -hmm. Now, does that mean it's going to happen? No, they got to prove it. But that's a really good roster with an elite offensive line. Hutchinson, their uh, defensive end, the rookie? Yeah. Well, if they go out and get the kid from Texas Tech or Will Anderson, whoever's there when they have their first first-round pick, they're going to have two elite pass rushers. What if Jalen Carter's in the middle of their defense? Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. And he's a monster. Monster. Yeah. So I, I, like, I prefer that to be in the, on the middle of the Bears' defense. but and They may get the number one corner. Mm-hmm. You know, Jeff Okuda had a breakthrough year finally. What did he go, Norling? Uh, third? 
In the third, the dra- o- third overall in 2019. And he was struggling, and he had some injuries. He had a really good year in 2022. Mm-hmm. So what if they go get another elite, like a Sauce Gardner-level corner? Holy smokes. You're like, geez. Yes. It does. It kind of makes me think, like, if we think this is the time where Green Bay declines and loses their stranglehold on the NFC North, one of these teams has to come and fill it. And it, it is a little scary to think that it's Detroit and not Chicago. But again, Detroit's got a loaded roster and two first-round picks. It's a lot of struggling years. A lot of issues between the Fonts administration and now. We don't have a Panay Sewell on our roster. We don't have a Taylor Decker. Like, their offensive line, I know we love the Eagles. That's an older offensive line. Yep. And Jason Kelsey might retire. But that Lions offensive line is top four in the league. But again... Circling back to the point, how long that took? Long time. That's a long time. A lot of losing seasons, a lot of um, mismanagement in the front office to get to where you are right now. Right. Go back and look at the guys that the Eagles have in their offensive line. Some of those guys were drafted one in 2011, Mm -hmm. another one in 2013. Like Those guys have taken a long time to build into perhaps the best O-line in football this year. So what's the latest on Aaron Rodgers? I know you got a beat on him. What what do you have on Aaron Rodgers? I mean, this guy is out of the cave now. He's he can only take it for a couple days. Correct. What kind of you make all this? You 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 shout from the mountaintops that I'm going to go into the darkness. This guy goes into a dark home because he's got to think about what his next steps are going to be in his professional career. And instead of the four or five days, he's there for two days. All right. So now what is Punxsutawney Aaron going to do now? Wow. What a jerk. I mean, Punxsutawney Aaron controls everything. Well, I mean, to an extent, right? In the division, for sure. That's why I asked you. Like, if, if he's not around, if Aaron Rodgers is not around, does that increase the Bears to be able to excel a little quicker without him being in the division? It's what the Bears do ultimately. But again, when you don't have as many, much competition, and you got to try to climb over the Vikings and the Lions... It does make it a little easier. But again, this is me not knowing what Jordan Love is. The last thing a Bears fan wants is that seamless transition from Favre to Rodgers to Aaron Love. And then Love is something for 10 years. That would suck if you're a Bears fan. Oh, my God. If, if Jordan Love's a beast? If he's something, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I mean, like, again, you still got to take care of your own business if you're the Bears. I get that. However, it's easier when you can climb over and have some gimmies in the division. Don't have any right now. Right. <laughs> so, that's the thing that stinks. I just want draft capital. For, I want to do a good job this year. Don't blow all your cap space. Have Justin take the next step next year. Roster looks a little bit better. Yeah. And then get to next offseason and go, wow, Chicago's got two top ten picks. Let's go. Mm-hmm. I'm getting Marvin Harrison. I'm getting him. All so, right. We will see where it goes. They're again. They're gonna. Justin is their plan, but we're gonna do our homework. That's exactly what he needed to say. Three one two three three two ESPN three three two three seven seven six is our telephone number. With you until ten o'clock. Then Mike Greenberg comes up from ten until noon. New innovations that's around in sports that we'll get to. Again, there's one that's happening now in Major League Baseball, but there's other innovations that we'll get to as well. As we keep you company until 10 o'clock, Cap'n Jay Hood, weekday mornings at 7. Here's today's headlines, headlines. with Cap'n Jay Hood. Good morning, Chicago. The Blackhawks made their biggest trade of the season so far, sending defenseman 
Jake McCabe and the center Sam Lafferty to Toronto. The Hawks received the 2025 first-round pick and 2026 second-round pick in return. There's no new update on Patrick Kane. As far as the trade front's concerned, uh, Davidson, the general manager for the Blackhawks, said they're in a holding pattern. The Bulls will try to make it three in a row tonight as they take on Toronto. They're a five-point underdog are the Bulls. Bulls are currently a half game out of the 10th seed in the play-in tournament. It's official that Darren Payne, the Washington defensive tackle, he's off the wish list. The commanders placed a franchise tag on Payne this morning. Jay Moore. Kevin, Jay Hood are back. And you know this, man. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Captain Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. With you until 10 o'clock, then Mike Greenberg comes in from 10 to noon. Then Carmen Yurko, Wadlin, Sylvie, Bleck, and Abdallah, followed by Freddie and Fitzsimmons at 8. All part of the mix here on ESPN 1000, reminding you that this program will start at 5 a.m. tomorrow from the Combine in Indianapolis, Indiana, in 5 to 9. That will be our special time as we usher in a new era for the Chicago Bears on ESPN 1000. Today, Cap, today is... National Pancake Day. When's the last time you had a pancake? Wow. Uh, last time I had a pancake. I don't know. My bro- my son, uh, we were in North Carolina over the weekend. Mm-hmm. He ordered an omelet with a side of pancakes at breakfast. Mm-hmm. So he had a pancake. I have The last time I had a pancake, I couldn't tell you. They're delicious, though, when you have them. They're good. <laughs> 100% good. I like the... Multi-grain with blueberries. Mm-hmm. Those are very good. Uh, that also today is National uh, Sleep in Public Day. Give me the last time you slept in public. I know. Do you know? I know the last time you slept in public. Well, was sleeping on a plane sleeping in public? Mm, that's commonplace, isn't it? When you get that roar of the engine, you're just kind of sitting still, just kind of just not off. Because I slept on the plane going on vacation Mm -hmm. coming home i was wired up no uh but slept in public i remember for you you do i do Mm. i'm a pretty smart guy cap you are the last time you slept in public was at ravinia with with your grandson ben that is correct (laughs) i had him on my lap wasn't he on my left? No, yeah. he was in his little stroller yeah. right next to me. We were side by side. And we were both asleep. Yes, because the cap was over your your eyes. You were not enamored with the music that was playing and said, good night, I'm out. I'm tapping out. Yes. Right. Whatever it was, you didn't like it. Correct. And neither did your grandson, Ben. We were both out. <laughs> so that was the last time that you slept in public. That is correct. Last summer. Uh, sleeping in public. If you sleep at an airport... Is that sleeping in public? Taking a little nod? I don't sleep at the gate, but I sleep on the plane. I've done that. I've slept at the the gate before. That was uh, leaving Nashville, actually. Yeah. Just recently. See, I would be afraid. Now, you were on a team flight. Yeah. Okay, someone's going to wake you up. Yeah, or the team's watching. We're we're taking off. We got to go. Yes. But if I'm doing like a basketball game and I'm flying to wherever I'm flying to go do a game... If I'm by myself, I can't sleep at the gate. Mm. I'm a heavy sleeper. Very. Like There could literally be a storm outside the window. Dogs are up. My wife's... I'm out. Gone. Mm. 
I don't snore anymore because of sinus and snoring MD. Take that. I see. But I am a heavy sleeper. I couldn't sleep at the gate. No chance. So I, when the team's around you, though, they're, they're, they're watching over you. It's like 30 people of personnel. Correct. It was a layover, like almost two and a half hours in Nashville. We got mm-hmm. the, there was a delay in the plane. It's always something, right? Mm-hmm. It's like we don't have the right personnel. We don't have enough personnel to be able to, like, what do you mean? Plane's ready, but we just don't have enough people to staff this yet. Like, I don't need a snack, man. It's just like a 90-minute flight. I'm good. You don't have to give me any snacks or pop. I'm just good. Get me home. Yeah, that's all. But that, that's the last time in public in front of a, in the Nashville airport where I, sl- I slept. And they said, Hoodie, you're snoring. That's enough. Get up. Hey, let's go. <laughs> so, so National Public Sleeping Day and uh, National Pancake Day. We were talking earlier, Cap, about baseball. You and I have baseball coursing through our veins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talk a lot of football because the Bears are doing something we feel is going to be special. Generational, hopefully. But, brother, there's nothing like baseball. And so you and I were talking earlier about, um, you know, watching a few spring training games and these new innovations that are taking place in baseball. And for me... Look, I, I'm not going to be the old-timer that will tell you, I like baseball the way it was. You ain't got to change it. Because I know change is coming. It's going to happen. It is. You can't fight City Hall when it comes to change. You hope that the change is better for the sport. But you know it's going to happen, Cap. And then for me, you know, when we talk about time, and this is something that's been going on for decades. You know baseball is too long. Is it really? As long as it's entertaining, it does not matter. Let me get to the NFL fan, and let me just start on you for a second, NFL fan. For those that talk about baseball being too long, have you noticed, Cap, when we were growing up, the noon Bear game would end 2.45, maybe at 3 o'clock at the latest. Mm -hmm. Because of the extra commercials, there's a reason why we have now a noon central time and a 3.25 start. Correct. Because it will go over the three hours. 3.10, yeah. But who says, boy, this NFL game is too long? Who says that? Nobody. Okay, so but but yet for baseball, it's too long. Listen, it's the same thing. I can still gamble on baseball and wonder in the late innings whether or not I can be able to get my parlay or if I can get my you know um, my total runs in the over for that. You're it's, right. It's, if the game's in the balance, seventh, eighth, and ninth, I'm still engaged. So, but I never complain about baseball being too long because again, as an American League guy, I'm used to three hours. So the whole thing with change, I don't mind the change. But when I get the Mike Greenbergs and everyone else that talks about how baseball is too long, you, can I just tell you something? Even with this, and here's a new wrinkle to our conversation, is there going to be some young people that are between 12 and 18 that will look at baseball and say, yeah, I see these innovations, and I'm, now I'm going to be locked into baseball now. Now that I know it's, it's going to be two-hour, 15-minute games, now I'm going to watch. No one's going to say that. Either you're in for baseball or you're not. I'm with you. Like, my son loves baseball. But he's my son because I love baseball. He loves baseball. Of course. All my kids like baseball. I don't think Brett's going to care that they shave 20 minutes off the game. I don't. But do you think that there is a 21-year-old that's going to go, I hate baseball. Oh, they shave 20 minutes off. I'm in. Well, it's not even about shaving time off. It's about... 
it, it, right now there are instances, they've been all over Twitter, you could run the entire running of the Kentucky Derby in between two pitches. That can't happen. That doesn't happen in any other sport where you could have a two-and-a-half-minute event where uh, Jose Altuve can hit an inside-the-park home run nine times before David Ross sees another pitch. There's no other point. sport that's like that. Valid point. It's just about making it more action-packed. Shortening it is a side effect and a good one. But really, this is about reducing the downtime. Because the second that my eyes drop to Twitter, I'm going to miss four pitches. But if you don't ever let my eyes drop, I'm locked in. You're still there, though. You're still there. I he, am, but yeah. the casual person's not. Like, you brought up, is anybody going to go, I'm going to watch baseball now because of this? Maybe not. But those people certainly aren't saying that now. So if there's a chance that they might with the pitch clock, do it. Well, there's a couple of things with that. One, as I talked to Theo, and, and you and I talked to Theo about this, I want to know whether or not they're, the umpires will still stick with this, even though the clocks are in place to the letter of the law. Now, one of these things, Cap, where it's one second left, all right, the pitcher's in his wine. All right, no, either either zero or zero, right? Agreed. It's not like the NFL where the quarterback you know, says hike and it's at zero, and they still allow the play to take place without a penalty. This happens in the NFL, you know. It does. So th- that, that's my whole point. And, and, and again, you know, to try to get the game quicker, Cap, if it's entertaining, I don't care how long it is. For those that complain about college football, for instance, right? National championship game. These games are four hours. Well, those are the non-college football fans that are saying that. That's always going to take a crap on college football. But if I'm entertained, I don't care how long it is. Well, you're, you're like me, that if we like something, I don't care. Whatever. I'm going to watch the game. If George is playing Alabama and it goes four and a half hours, I don't care. As long as it's a good game. I just know baseball is not going anywhere. Right? And so... What about some of the other innovations that baseball has put in? Anything that you like or don't like so far? You got the, you got the Lou the Malati's bi- pizza the big, boxes. The pizza box bases. Yeah. I haven't seen that yet with steals. You're not seeing steals going on. And that's BS, too, by the way. I don't care what Theo says. You got another Vince Coleman coming out there now? Can we steal an 80, 90 basis? Trey Turner's going to. I don't know if you steal 80 or 90, but I think you're going to see guys take more chances, the speedy guys. I'm all for more action on the base paths, but the most important innovation for me is that there is no more shift. The, the 100%. The shift going away, all of a sudden, guys like Anthony Rizzo or whoever line a ball up the middle, there isn't going to be a guy standing there. Can't do it. I will say two things I've seen that I've liked is I've seen more ground balls up the middle for base hits. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I, watching the Yankees game over the weekend, Anthony Volpe hit a single. Their prospected shortstop, he hit a single, went from first to third stealing. All right, fine. Uh, Akil Badu from the Tigers stole two bags yesterday. So I think we are seeing those things come back. I, I just, uh, and again, Cap, I think that you and I are from a different era where we have to have patience with our sports. Would yeah. you say? But whatever rules changes they announced, you and I would still be watching. Not because it's our job, it's because it's what we love. Yeah. And, and so, but, but again, I want to make sure it's clear. I have no problem with the new innovations as baseball is trying. But don't feel like you have to speed up the game for me. Because, not for me. That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm fine. Like, listen. If I'm if I'm at a ballpark for two hours and twenty minutes, it's like I feel like I'm fulfilled. But don't feel like you got to speed it up just because you think, well, this will get younger people to watch. Younger people, you know how they watch baseball? They watch it by watching YouTube clips 
and watching Instagram and mm-hmm. seeing the home runs and the runs because it's all condensed. Agreed. They don't have the patience for us for us old timers to have the scorebook and go one through nine, right? <laughs> and try to figure out the strategy of the game within the game. Like when my wife goes to a game, she keeps score. Mm-hmm. She enjoys baseball. Leisurely. Last night we're sitting at the island in the kitchen mm-hmm. eating dinner, and she she subscribes to the New York Times and the Athletic. Mm-hmm. And she said, let's do a quiz here. Okay, what are we quizzing? I want you to tell me about the top 150 NFL free agents. What? Mm-hmm. She's like, who's number one? I'm like, you got to give me a, like a hint here. Okay, <laughs> he's a free agent formerly of the Raiders. Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where's Saquon Barkley, Minnie? Tenth. We're going through. Dude, she went through north of 100 players. Tell me what this guy is. What position does he play at least? RT. Mindy, that's right tackle. <laughs> yeah. What is she trying to do to you? We, we had to spend 50 minutes going over. So tell me about Mike McGlinchey. Would he be good for the Bears? And then, yeah, he's a solid player with the Notre Dame. He's not great, but he's solid. Okay, that means we're going to probably sign him because he's not solid and he's overpaid. She's like, when we get to number 45, that's where the Bears will start shopping. I'm like, no, they've got cap space. <laughs> yeah. At least she's interested. We had like a diehard football conversation. It was cool. It's, it's interesting. At least she's interested in what you're interested in. Mm-hmm. Tell me about this James Bradbury. Right. <laughs> well, he used to be on the Giants. Now he's on the Eagles. Yes. Yeah. God almighty. Who's a team that I could bet on that could take the next step and be a surprise Super Bowl team? Bet the Lions. The Lions? Yeah, bet the Lions. There's a long shot for you. God. Coming up, that poor lady. You beat her into it. I did. This whole, all this football chatter. The Cap and J. Hood cut of the day. That's coming up next. Cap and J. Hood, weekday mornings at 7. Okay, it's about that time. You're tuned in to the Cap and J. Hood show. Everything ain't hardcore, you know. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Captain Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Don't forget, special time tomorrow will be on at 5 a.m. with a special 5 to 9 broadcast right here on Chicago's Home for Sports ESPN 1000. Now time for the Captain Jay Hood Cut of the Day. It's brought to you by Chicago Cuts Steakhouse. Yo. Yes, it's boring, but it's a sport. Oh! Whatever. It's you, not boring. Okay, then you're boring. All right, cut! Now, for someone like you, Shay, who, um, again, you don't have the full cigarette. Will you have that in the car with Cap? That's the uh, other question. No. I mean, you're driving with Cap yeah, to Indianapolis. You want to see someone pushed out going down 65? Light up a cigarette in my truck. I don't there. smoke. What is this about? I don't know. He just brought up you smoking in the car. Not going to happen. So you're not going to have your vape ready? No, I dude, I gave it up. I haven't hit it in four months. Oh, really? Yeah. How about that. How's the wife feel about that? Great. <laughs> she didn't care either way. I just all right. He's a nice guy. Thank God I, I don't have yeah, to do that. That took a second. <laughs> it's not nice. What's happening to me in this in this studio this morning? I'm asking you about that because I mean, I've had my hometown slandered. I've now had my sex life slandered. That's, 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 I'm glad everything's fine at home though. You haven't hit it in a couple of, you say four months. 
The vape. I haven't hit the vape in four months. Oh. We, we care about one another. That's right. why I asked the he question. He seemed like he'd been a little backed up. <laughs> I, I don't like how hard Jay Moore's laughing. <laughs> how, how, can, how can you tell, Cap? He's been a little backed up. How can you tell? Trump. It's on the what? The retention plan. Whatever. <laughs> what am I, Tom Brady? That's it. That is the Cap and Jay cut of the day. It's brought to you by David Flom and Matt Moore, Chicago Cut Steakhouse. Top two appetizers on the menu. Lobster escargot. It's insane. And the Nooski bacon. Oh, my goodness. I haven't hit it in four months. It's not right. It's not right what happened to me today. I don't understand. We asked you, like, about about your smoking. And you said you haven't... uh Hit it in four months, and that took a weird right turn. I was asking about smoking. You were talking about something else, clearly. Clearly. But, uh, but hey, this is a safe space. Hey, Cap knows people. So let's turn now to... <laughs> Get you hooked up. Yeah, if you need some help, you know, we, we know people. If that's the problem at home, it's okay. Yeah, we're- then I'm going to be on the uh, front page of... Well, I guess the feeder's not a thing anymore. But I would have been on the front page. Oh, no, there's, there's no doubt about it. It would be Jeff Agress today. And the Chicago Sun-Times. And that's okay. Cap, uh, I need you to honestly tell me, out of all the uh, bets that you've made, mm-hmm. are you sure that you haven't put just a little something, a little sprinkle down in a parlay with the uh, Orlando Guardians of the Seattle Sea Dragons? No, I have the, nothing uh, on that. On the XFL? Can't tell you I won't do that tonight in the hotel. Oh, for heaven's sake. <laughs> it's legal in Indiana. I understand that. But have, have you gotten any intel I don't. On this, on this XFL? None. None of your. Have you gotten. Here's a question. Have you gotten some information, maybe from a site or, or two, giving you some you know, insight on what you could do with the XFL teams? No. None of the guys want to do it, huh? No. The Philly Godfather texted me last week, mm-hmm. two weeks ago. The DC Defenders were playing, I think, the Sea, sea Dragons or Sea Dogs yeah, or whatever the they are. Seattle Sea Dragons. And he said, play DC at home plus two and a half. I decided not to play the game, and they covered. He was right. I don't know anything about it. How does he? How does he okay. This is why it's amazing how these bookmakers are able to do this. It's incredible. How do you know? Right. How do you know? I, I have no idea. You have a coach in Terrell Buckley in this XFL that said, I can't play. I can't coach these guys. I need players that want, want to play. Who says that openly? Right. Only in the XFL. First of all, it's a surprise that Terrell Buckley's coaching. You saw this, former right? Former Packer. Did you see this quote? Yeah. Like, what do you mean you, 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 can't, you can't coach these guys? I can't coach these guys. Listen. listen can't I, do it. All I know is this, is that with this XFL, at some point you will come around and you will be putting a few dollars down. If it's not you, definitely should. Dude, I bet a total I on a yet. summer Sunday afternoon in the WNBA. I mean, I'll bet on anything. Right? Well, I got your WNBA right here. That that. That takes care of my college football bets, you see. Right. Only time I started betting WNBA, I became a degenerate when that guy would say, <laughs> okay, lay the points with the sky tonight and play the under. WNBA is actually better than, and, than other things because at least there's years of data. You can track things in the WNBA. XFL, I don't even know who's playing. I don't either. That's why I just couldn't. Uh, it, this, that is the equivalent, Cap, of the next car that comes on our block. It's going to be white or red. And you're betting on white or red car. And I know that you and Bruce did that all the time. I mean, I can't <laughs> do that stuff now. Did you not do that with Bruce? The next car that comes along, it's going to be a blue car or a red car. Pro- probably. <laughs> but, I mean, like, 
<laughs> Crazy. I like to have a couple of, you know, small plays and have a good time. Like a same game tonight. I'm going to put a same game parlay in on the Bulls-Raptors game tonight. You will? Yes, because I'm going to bring my iPad to dinner and we're going to have the game on. Oh, God. Hey, man, I have a recap to do. If you don't like it, go eat somewhere else. I'm going to have the Bulls game on there. Why can't we just we, can we recap the dinner? Let's be with the people. I'll Re- be with the people. Recap your night. I'm going to watch the game while we eat dinner. Mm-hmm. A middle of the table for everyone to see or just you? It's just a, a, a single screen experience? Or? No, it'll probably be for everyone. I gotta, so you're going to bring the, the big projector down? Exactly. So everybody can see. Excuse the- me, could you see this where we can get the Bulls Raptors game? <laughs> Going to have them wheel a TV in like a uh, school? <laughs> yes, that's exactly right, Shay man. I can't wait for that. Just roll the TV in. Put on the Bulls game, please. Thank you. No, Jacqueline, we're not doing that for you. Get out. Yeah, you're at Saint Elmo's. Enjoy the experience. All right, they'll give you Indiana Dallas instead. We thank you for listening and being part of the program here on ESPN 1000. Don't forget, Cap, a special time tomorrow. 5 a.m., baby. Lock and load. 6.30. Ryan Poles live on set with us. You ain't getting that stuff anywhere else on the dial. Thank you, Shay. Thank, thank you, that. Jay Moore. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 5 a.m. On Chicago's Home for Sports. So long, everybody. From Chicago, Molly.